Blog Talk Radio. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the TS Radio Network. Our show tonight is brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit. It's an annual event in Washington, D.C. This year we will be on video. Uh, we'll be doing it Zoom because of this fake virus stuff. My co-host tonight is John Crone, and we've been away for a while, and well, here we are back again. And what we're going to be discussing is the state of COVID. I think most of the country is figuring out that we've been had. And when they tell you that vaccinated people are getting sick because they're around unvaccinated people, you need to stop and think about that. If you got vaccinated and this crap works, how could somebody like me who isn't vaccinated give you some virus that doesn't exist to begin with? Uh, but the story goes on. We're going to be talking about a, um, having to do with this most, especially what many people are concluding is a global culling of the elderly. We are the proverbial useless eaters. Uh, we cannot be extorted any longer for taxes, and or at least most of us can't. And we're costing the com- government's too much money. Uh, and here in the U.S., over $12 trillion total since the Johnson administration has been siphoned off from Social Security. Now, that's all of the surplus funds that came in over the years. They used all of that to start wars and do all kinds of funny things, fund projects, whatever. They never had any intention of paying that money back. But here we are with what they call the boomers, and they call it the silver tsunami. Isn't that a nice way to refer to the elderly people in this country? And they talk about them as if they are something to be feared and that is threatening the rest of the population. You're being conditioned to the elderly as a threat to your existence. That'll make you far more amenable to watching them being taken out unceremoniously. And we notice in this COVID scandemic that 90% of the people who have passed away supposedly from COVID, and there again, you know, they say they've never isolated this virus, never identified it, nothing, are people who are 60 or older. And to add a little more to that, most of the people who have passed away are in hospitals or nursing homes. Now, that should be a big clue to you right there. Social Security and Medicare have noted a 5% drop 
in hospitalizations in the elderly since this started. They are refusing to go to the hospital knowing they most likely will never make it home again, at least not upright. This is this is one of the most, I think, shameful periods in not only in American history, but globally. This is a genocide. This is this is them weeding out people. They cannot get anything else out of we have been commodified. And if you're over 60, as most especially if you're over 70, you're a worthless commodity that has to be gotten done done away with. All of this, um, and all of it based around. I saw the the remark with the one day about how did the virus cause the creation of the vaccine. Or did they create the virus to facilitate the vaccine? We know it isn't a vaccine in the true sense. They've admitted this. They only called it one to get it in under the protection and immunity through FDA. Whatever this is, it's gene therapy. They admit that. When it enters your body, it spreads like a virus through your body, and you can transmit it to other people. All this thing about unvaccinated transmitting this this non-existent virus to people who are vaccinated. Well, if that's the case, the vaccine doesn't work. Stop using it. Why would you do that? But they are transmitting something to unvaccinated people. And we have doctors closing their practices now to anyone who's been vaccinated if they have patients who are pregnant. They won't allow vaccinated people in. Now, that should tell you something should tell us all something. But whatever is happening here, it doesn't bode well for the common folks. And before I turn this over to John, let me just say that Bill Gates has said he and his children can't get the shot. They're allergic. Well, so are me and my family, Bill. So how do you like that? Anyway, as I said, my co-host is John LaCrone. And John, what what's your take on all of this? Good evening, Marty. So nice to be back on the radio with you, sister. Boy, my take on this. You know, we can go all the way back to, it was April and May when you and I originally talked about uh, how it was all a hoax and how it was all pre-planned and that there was an agenda and very soon we would see the uh, quote-unquote injections come out. Um, Do you remember a show out there that was called Conspiracy Theory? Alex Jones was yes. a part of it. The former governor was a part yeah. of it. You know, Jesse Ventura. Jesse, yeah. yeah. Okay. What everybody forgets, and I remember the episode, but I had to be reminded of it. In 2009, 2009, they did a very specific show on this exact issue. And they brought in a homeopathic doctor who was afraid to be in America. She literally flew into America, did the interview on the uh, tarmac of the airfield, got back in the plane, and did him out of town. Okay? And she is one of the doctors to the powerful. The powers, those that, you know, have the authority, if you will. And she had a message for the rest of us. And that message was this lady that had come in, and she didn't name who it was, but I have zero doubt in the truthfulness of her statements. And again, remember, folks, this came out in 2009. 
Pretty soon the culling will happen. And of course, the conversation went back and forth, and this doctor was explaining how there would be a quote-unquote problem that would mysteriously show up and how there would be a need for injections and all of this crap. And that, ladies and gentlemen, there is so many parts to this story. And Molly and I have covered all kinds of angles here on this particular channel. We have exposed all of it. But for a rekindling of all the things that we've talked about, here's a few things to remember. One of the major periodicals around the turn of the century was talking about genetic engineering was the medicine of the future. Okay? And ladies and gentlemen, that's a part of this. There is not going to be this thing called human anymore. And by the way, I hate the word human. Human, hue of man, color of man, monster, thing, something that can be owned. And while I'm on that subject of something that can be owned, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? You didn't read this in the contract, but the moment you took that injection that they gave you, you became the property of whatever company produced that injection. Let me say that again, just in case it went over your head. You just became property of that corporation because now they've got rights to your quote-unquote DNA because it's their craft that's busy going through your body. Now, here's what we know. We know people are getting the injection and are dying. We know others are getting the injection and being badly injured. We know other people are getting the injection and they're having facial features affected. And ladies and gentlemen, here's the kicker. The true problem isn't yet obvious. It's not obvious at all. Because there's three sides to this. Now these people are literally walking and talking potential problems to those of us who have not taken the injection. From a multitude of anger, that includes if they're a donor of blood. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, those people who have taken the injection, the Red Cross doesn't want your blood anymore. If that isn't a quite a red flag, I don't know what to tell you. Second, a donor of like your livers or something like that. If you end up having a car accident and you still have physical body parts, they may not be able to take that. And even if they took that body part and put it into somebody who's not injected, guess what? Now that crap is in that party that didn't want it. Okay? So don't think that's not going to be a part of this. Third, it is modifying your body from the inside out and turning your own body against itself. That is not conspiracy theory, folks. That is science. That is fact. Now, there's supposedly some technology skirting inside of you now at this point if you have taken their gift. And with that technology, guess what? Come on over here. We've got this nice little uh, technology here, and we can start playing around with your genetics. 
and we can probably keep you alive. Of course, you know, uh, in order to do that, you've got to sign over everything that you own. You think you won't spend everything that you've got to stay alive? Hmm? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we got a major problem because we have all these people out here walking around. They're walking dead people, literally. And this spike protein crap that they're busy generating, going back to what Marty talked about earlier in the show, there's doctor's offices that has a pregnant lady as her check-in girl. And he has stated, if you have had the injection and you call to make an appointment, we're not going to take your appointment. Maybe two months out, we'll think about it. And that's, of course, after she gives birth. We know for a fact, a fact, that young people are dying because their mom was pregnant and got the injection. We know that crap has been transferred from the woman's milk to the baby, and that has had some horrible results. And here's a few other things, and I thought about this. I just thought about this about two or three months ago. There was a really bad accident, and I'd read about it in a local paper. And some guy in the middle, he's in his middle 40s or something like that. Now, he didn't give a lot of specifics. The assumption was he was probably texting, but maybe he wasn't. And he crosses the line and runs headfirst into another vehicle, killing the parties involved there too. Now, I'd be very curious to know if that man that was in that other vehicle had been injected recently. Because it didn't make sense. The way it written up in the paper, it didn't make any sense. Because the other guy tried his best to avoid the accident. He ended up killing the other party and a young individual or two on top of it. The domino effect of what has happened is never coming back. The dominoes are falling and there is no stopping the end result. We warned you from the very beginning, you want nothing to do with these people and their lies. Marty and I called it. I have friends that have taken the injection over my protests to my utter dismay. So for those of you that have avoided it but have friends and family that have done it also, I know why you feel the way you do. I do. I comprehend it fully. We care about our friends. We care about our family. We care about our loved ones. But sometimes they will make their own choices, and we've got to recognize that those are choices that we can't make for them. Every time I tried to approach my Vietnam vet buddy about the issue, he says, John, I don't want to hear it. The mind control programming is so extreme I call it trauma-based mind control because that's exactly what it is. It's propaganda 24-7, 365. You can't get away from this crap. I can't watch a YouTube video. I can't go on fake book without seeing all kinds of a visit to COVID center. 
And God forbid you sit there and start talking about all of the criminality involved. Then they just put you in a 30-day timeout. They deleted my YouTube channel. They are censoring anybody and everybody that has facts. And believe me, facts are not hard to find. There are a lot of doctors and nurses out there screaming at the top of their bloody lungs, ladies and gentlemen, no. They are doing their part. They are trying to warn people. But even that's not the big picture. No, Marty. No, it's not. I'm absolutely convinced of this. We all know about the Georgia Guidestones. 500 million people is the designated goal from 7 billion. Now, yeah, wars take out, you know, a few million here, a few million there. Starvation and all this other criminality that goes on in all these government enterprises. Yeah, we've got all that covered. But there came a book decades ago, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. Make no mistake, you've heard it on this channel with me and with Marty. You've heard it directly from us, and you're going to hear it again. The criminal syndicate has declared a war on you. A war on you. This isn't conspiracy theory. This isn't John's opinion. This is the fact that John has proven again and again and again and again. Let me remind you what a war crime is, just in case you might have forgotten. Hunger, deliberately created, is a war crime. Homelessness, a war crime. Medical experimentation, a war crime. Terrorism, a war crime. Death, destruction, all war crimes. Financial, the collapse, this was deliberate. This is just a part of a bigger picture. War crime. I've told you about the global economic reset. You've heard it again and again from Marty and me. Phoenix bird rising out of the ashes of all the burning currencies of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, we told you Basel III goes into effect this month, which means all these banks have to get their books finally squared away. And what's one of the wonderful ways of doing that? Killing off some of the older people that maybe don't have their estates all settled properly and set up in trusts. When Marty sits here and talks about the killing of old people, she is not joking. They murdered hundreds of thousands of old people every single month across this planet. People that were in these old folks' homes who family members couldn't see them. Injecting them with God knows what and no supervision at all. This is directly out of the Nazi playbook, ladies and gentlemen. And when we tell you there is a major war going on, believe you me, the casualty numbers are staggering. 
going back to that conspiracy theory show that we talked about. Something else was very interesting about that show. They did a different show. All of those plastic boxes strategically located outside major cities conveniently looked like you could fit about four people in each one. Mm-hmm. Who was going to be put in them? What was going to happen? This is war, people. I've explained to you the United States Corporation is a trust. And it has too many expenses, and it needs to clear the books. Going right back to what Marty said at the opening of the show with regards to social insecurity. Listen, in the early 1990s, when I went to college, I was given an English assignment to write about anything I chose to, and I chose the subject matter of social insecurity. The page assignment was like for four or six pages or something like that. It was all I was required to do. Well, you know, John, I can't do anything small. I've got to really dig in there. I did. By the time I was done, it was like 45 pages and weeks and weeks of research. And it was not easy back then because there was no Internet at that time. I had to go through old magazines. I had to go through a fish machine, if you know what that is. All of this. It was started as a pyramid scheme. It continues to be a pyramid scheme, and it will end a pyramid scheme. If any corporation did the exact same thing the United States Corporation did, guess what? The CEO and the CFO would be in jail. Let me say that again. The CEO and the CFO, the chief financial officer, would be in jail. Oh, and as a little side note, folks, that social insecurity thing, you think that's just an American thing? Newsflash for you, it's not. Do you know who votes on it other than the United States Congress? Do you? Try going over to England. Over there, they vote on American Social Security. I shared that link years ago. Shared it every so often. Well, why do the English vote on it? Um, simple. Three city-states. You've heard it again and again. All roads lead to Rome. Vatican City. There's your problem, child. City of London, one square mile, Washington, the District of Criminals. You have three city-states that run the world, and they've got too many slaves, and it's time for a culling. When Marty sits here and John, talks about okay. – go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is um, that first test run on euthanizing people that weren't actually ready to die – was in England, and it was called the Pathway System. And this was, oh, about 20 years ago. Supposed to be this wonderful new thing. Well, they ran it, and they killed 13,000 elderly people before people caught on to what they were doing. And that system became hospice over here. Um, Not hospice as it originally existed, because it was a good Samaritan outfit, but hospice rebranded under Obamacare 
And that's when they got $11.5 billion infusion of cash to go from Good Samaritan to Grim Reaper. And they have been taking out the elderly on a regular basis. And we have nurses online on Facebook bragging and making jokes about killing people, uh, morphing Ativan and Haldol. Um, they call it a ham sandwich. Take them out with, but um, one of the, this is when food and water got redesignated not as a human right or need, but as medical treatment. So that when they call futility of care, the first thing they do is pull full food and water. Futility of care means they will give no more medical treatment on anything. So this works out rather well, redefining food and water as medical treatment. In this COVID thing, we don't know what these people died from. We we have no idea. I've had people say to me, John, it's real. I've seen it. What is it you saw and where did you see it? Because they're not letting anybody in around anybody that supposedly has it. Not to the hospital, not to the nursing. So what is it you saw and where at? And they go quiet. They don't have anything to say. And I've said before, I'll say again, I have never seen the American public so desperate to believe BS as they have been during this. Absolutely desperate, become hysterical if you say you need to look into this. Oh, they wouldn't lie to us about it. Yes, they would. Yes, they certainly would. They've lied to us about so much that you've, exp- you've come to expect it now. But this is this whole thing, and it's all tied, and you, I know you're getting right to it, too. Um, not only the monetary system, but insurance actuarials. Um, if people continue to live 20 years longer than they did, it, they're going to collapse. Uh, because they can't, they can't take the stress. They never anticipated people living this long. And that's, you know, to be viewed by people who think they're better than you are as something to be gotten rid of, as some waste population. And we've done this throughout history. Every country has. Um, we have done this. We have, in cycles, called the population, got rid of ones we found undesirable. And... They always got away with it because, as you pointed out, there was no Internet. And it used to be they could lie to us about anything. And you would, it would be 20, 30, 40 years before you ever knew any different, if you ever did. Now, within minutes, they're outed. So what we're seeing is, is history repeating itself, but this time right in our faces. Right in our faces, they want rid of anyone, most especially if you're 70 or older. And have you seen that doctor on CNN that said um, people shouldn't be alarmed if um, the elderly start dying behind the vaccine? They're old. They were going to die anyway, just like, you know, so what? And then another doctor came out and said, well, nobody should want to live beyond 75. There's no point to it. Really? You go first. And now we've got 21 states now that have passed laws, the most recent being Washington State, to liquefy human remains and use them as biosludge on agricultural fields as fertilizer. We are, in essence, being fed human beings. When you add that to all the human diploid cells in the vaccines from zero to five years, even these 
so-called vaccines now have diploid cells in it. They're feeding us back to us. And, John, I don't know what your thoughts are on religion, but I keep hearing all this pro-life, oh, we're pro-life, pro-life, but they don't stand up for the elderly that are being caught in these guardianships, euthanized in hospice. I don't hear a peep out of them. Not a peep. And while all this is happening, I don't hear any of these churches coming out and pointing out the loopholes in these stories they're telling. So I've got no faith there that anything is going to happen, no pun intended. And um, But they, they've done several practice runs, like I say, the pathway system there in England. Um, they do practice runs, and you think it's an isolated incidence or it, you know, really wasn't much, you know, don't worry about it, you know, it was just one time and somebody caught them and they quit. That isn't what it is. These are test runs. It's like all these weapons they use on us now. I told people during Iraq and Afghanistan when they were bragging about these new weapons and what it did to the Iraqis, pay attention, they're going to bring those home for you. And sure enough, they have. So whatever we have done to other people, the social distancing was last time tested out and tried on Afghani prisoners. And they forced them to stay six feet apart, wear a mask. They couldn't speak with each other. They were totally isolated. Several of them committed suicide. (laughs) It's not a natural state for a human being. We are herd animals. We need that connection, that contact. But this whole thing was set up to separate us one from the other. And once you're, this is a psychological operation. Once you feel alone, you feel disempowered and you feel frightened. And you'll go wherever you think help is. Only thing was, the help was standing there with a syringe in its hand. But anyway, go ahead, John. Let's throw my two cents in there. Oh, I love your two cents because it's solid gold, dude. You know, David Icke did a video recently, a couple hours, I think, talking about what you just got to discussing about uh, how they were going in and using the ham, those different medications, as a way of killing. Okay? And uh, he had gotten in a conversation with somebody who had a parent that had been murdered and had access to the medical records and was able to see how they were not following medical protocols. They were just there to murder. And just like you said, hospice originally started as a wonderful thing, and they turned it into a doggone way of executing people. And we warned people. We warned people before Obamacare even passed that that was a part of it. And, oh, nobody wanted to hear that either. I remember there was one instance there. I had a couple ladies in my store, and they were all excited that Obamacare had passed. And I looked at those ladies, and I just I, I started talking to them, and I made my little comment about this is about, you know, they're going to start controlling health care and this that or the other. One lady wouldn't listen. She stuck her fingers in her ears and went la 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 la. And this wasn't a young woman. This was a woman in like late fifties, early sixties acting like a child, okay? Now, since you covered something here a minute ago, I'm going to ask for a little variation for a moment. One of the reasons I haven't been on the show with Marty here recently is I spent a few weeks downtown, 
we won't get into all the details there, but it was extortion and racketeering and all those wonderful things. And when I wouldn't compel, couldn't be compelled to do what they wanted me to do, they called it, quote unquote, suicide watch. And they looked me dead in the eye and told me this is reparations for you not consenting. Marty, they stripped me naked. They stuck me in a freezing cold room for two days. Clothing, no blanket. All I had over me was the equivalent of a paper towel. Trust me, you can't get warm with a paper towel. I was more than a little bit concerned. And remember, I've been in the military. I know psychological warfare games, and I'm a pretty tough dude. Okay, So I knew I was going to get through it. But I recognized what those people were going to do to me, they were doing to other people also who weren't anywhere near as strong in the mind as I was. I've been trained in my mind to deal with a lot of this crap coming from them. Well, I'm not prepared for it. And just like he says, an awful lot of them committed harikari. And that was the excuse that they used to do what they did to me. Oh, he's on suicide watch. Oh, and Marty, just for the record, again, if I am ever wearing a toe tag that says suicide, it was a murder. You can put money on it and start an investigation. I have lots of reasons to live and zero reasons to die. I am a thorn in the crime syndicate side, and I have zero intention of turning this over to the world and my family to deal with the crap that I need to deal with. Marty, you and I were handed a shit sandwich. Excuse my French. And we've got to eat it. But we sure don't need to pass it on to our young people and our grand young people. No. It is our job to protect our own, all that we do. And again, Marty, you have done such wonderful, spectacular work over the decades with regards to exposing what's going on in these old folks' homes. We've talked about how nurses are paid to find out if there's some little old man or little old woman there that has real money. Just come and tell me about it, says the attorney, and we'll be able to get into their estate. And guess what? I'll even share it with you. Oh, goody, my 9 and $12 an hour job. Now I get a bonus of 20 grand. You think they're going to turn down that? Especially if they have no qualms about murder. Hmm? Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Because what Marty and I are talking about is called murder. Last I knew, it was still unlawful as well as illegal. But guess what? U.S. Inc. says it's legal to murder. I'd just like to be a subtle reminder. The Nazis thought the same thing. And then after World War II, a whole bunch of them found themselves, while it might have been legal to murder, it wasn't lawful. So they found themselves in front of firing squads and hanging from their necks. But not all of them. Oh, no. Oh, no. Operation Paperclip brought a shitload of those people over to America. And you think their quote-unquote studies stopped just because they were no longer in Germany? 
Oh, please, you're not that naive, are you? You look at the X-Files. They told you things. Trust no one. But we trust our leaders, if that's what you want to call these criminals. We've explained how the slave system works. Personage, barratry. You've been press ganged to serve these corporations. And guess what? You are every bit as expendable as a useless eater. You live and die at the whim of psychopaths. Psychopaths, people. You look up there, all you see are weak men and crazy females. That's your two categories up there in your legislatures. That's your two categories. Anybody with a little bit of, quote-unquote, toxic masculinity or a woman with real femininity, love, care, compassion, all the things that a woman is supposed to have. Oh, no. Can't have those things because then you might be opposed to some of the criminality going on right now. Mm-hmm. John? Ladies and gentlemen, go ahead. I, um, uh, over the last few years, and I've talked to this on one or two other shows, and I'm looking for more information on it, I have come across, and this has come out of these science institutes and all this stuff, but they think there are two and possibly three distinct species of human beings. And that blood type is more than just what area your ancestors sprang up from. And what I have noted, especially dealing with this guardianship crap, is there is an inordinate number of free-roaming sociopaths and psychopaths. They do not have the same emotions that the rest of us do. Um, they they mimic, but they really don't feel anything. And there's too many of them for it to be just a simple aberration. You cannot have tens of thousands of people whose goal in life is to prey on other human beings in any form or factor. And we've talked about also that two of them in recent history – that actually got prosecuted had the uh, urns with the cremation ashes in it of people they'd had killed once they stripped their estate of everything. And the one was keeping them all in a storage shed so only she could see these urns. The other one had all of them lined up on lighted shelves, glass shelves in her office. I liken this to a serial killer collecting trophies. Um, the other thing is they, like whoever went in and cleaned out the home, took very personal possessions that just never showed up on the inventories, um, the jewelry, things like that. But to me, this makes more sense because I couldn't, for the life of me, explain where these predators came from. And these are predators. And it's like the people in government that pass all this stuff that, like, you take Bill Gates, Fauci, all of them. These people are predators. They're predators. And 
if it hadn't been for this field, they'd have been in something else. But their whole goal in life is preying on other people. Um, it's like watching wolves stalk a, a small animal. But do, do I just want your opinion. Do you think there's any possibility of that? Come on. Hello? Yes, there is. Yeah, there is. Here's the deal, Marty. And again, I want you to think outside the box for a moment. Okay? The first instance of genetic engineering and creating a baby through in vitro fertilization was 1978. 1978. Look at that time frame. Now, supposedly, I just watched a video a few days ago dealing with the fact that they're you know, supposed to be killing off these uh, fertilized eggs at day 14. You and I both know that scientists can't play psychopathic scientists without pushing the envelope. And don't for a minute think that they didn't have some test tube babies back in the 80s and 90s. Now, some of these psychopaths very well could be. They are not a godly, quote-unquote, creation. They don't have the, quote-unquote, human elements there. They were built in a lab. And if you don't think that they can build people in a lab, let me just give everybody a subtle reminder here. They're building everything in a lab now, including kidneys, including animals. You do realize, ladies and gentlemen, that Bill Gates has a patent on quote-unquote meat, right, grown in a friggin' factory. I don't know what the full deal is. Aliens, cyborgs, whatever. But I'm here to tell you this. The psychopathy runs rampant. And in the days of old, it didn't used to. And whether that's because of some genetic engineering going on behind the scenes or just because psychopaths generally got dealt with fairly early in the proper way, if you know what I mean, they didn't have the opportunity to run rampant. And I listened to a judge one day. He was talking about the test that judges make for some of the senior judge positions in the quote-unquote America and overseas. There is a test that they take very early in their career. And of the 100 people that take that test to become a judge, they are looking for only 1% or 2% of those that have certain qualities. And those same qualities are the same qualities that we do never see until you're facing off against one of these criminals with a costume and a bar card. Why is it that the most of these clerks masquerading as judges are psychopaths? Hmm? Why is there no compassion there? Why do they tolerate the criminality? 
no harm party, no guilty conscience about putting people in jail for extended periods of time, where there is no harm party, violation of codes, rules, and regulations. We've explained how they have enslaved you folks. You're the victims of the corporations you've been press gang to serve. They've got you in hidden contracts, and you better be a good little slave or else. But I'm here to tell you, you look at the average black robe out there, they've got some deficiencies. Again, you will not find one who's a creative thinker, a creative writer, an artist, a poet. Those are not things that they want a black robe to have. Same thing goes with your average costume badge and a gun out there. And again, folks, we've explained to you what that is. That's privateering. They're privateers. They're there to make money, to generate revenue for the corporations. They are not peace officers. They are privateers at war with you to get you to contract under any circumstances. Why is it that they have low IQs? Because God forbid somebody with an IQ of 120 or 130 might actually have the ability to critical think. So why do they want drones with 85 and 90 IQs? Because they're good little order followers. They will do what they're told without having any critical thinking skills involved. And trust me, darling, I've seen a lot of psychopaths, including this last time around. Three weeks of them. Three weeks. Psychopathy is normal. It shouldn't be. But for the people in power, it is normal. Because they are ruthless, they are heartless. And remember, your average CEO that gets put in charge of a Fortune 500 company didn't build that company from the ground up. They were put there because of certain characteristics. Again, carefully chosen. See, we can talk about Wally World for a moment. Sam Walton... That man was American as you can get. By American. Rah, rah, rah. I'm sure he's turning over in his grave what his young people did. You folks do know that the Chinese now own Walmart, right? You do know that, right, folks? Let me explain to you very clearly. This war that you're in is designed to kill you and to keep you enslaved, assuming you can survive it. And if you're not prepared for what these people have planned for you in the next six months to 12 months to two years, you're in for a very rude awakening. When Marty and I tell you to make damn sure that you've got something to eat, that you have the ability to grow your own groceries, that you have the ability to defend yourself, and that you have friends and families that you can count on, Because trust me, if you think that you're going to be able to survive this on your own, (laughs) good luck with that. You're on the menu. You've already dead. You just don't realize it yet. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the war is real. And the body count goes up every single day. And you look at how they're propagandized. And again, Marty and I told you what they were going to do. We told you what they were going to do. First of all, predictive programming. Then, oh, well, we got very few shots available, so you better come down. Get it while you can. Okay, that's a sales tactics. Scarcity. Oh, God, I got to get it. Got to get my vaccine. Which isn't a vaccine. It's genetic engineering. But anyway, that's beside the point. Got to get it. Well, the first group of fools got it. Then all of a sudden, big drop-off in the people that actually wanted it. More and more people started questioning. People like Molly and I screaming at the bloody top of our lungs. Hello? Time to wake up. They're trying to kill you. Hello? And guess what? Their numbers drop off a cliff. So what do they do? Oh. Vaccine hesitancy, that's the new term that they've coined. Just for questioning known liars and psychopaths and stuff like that. And remember, folks, Bill Gates... (laughs) Bill Gates told you 15% was his target for using vaccinations to uh, eliminate 15% of the population. I watched the video. Mm-hmm. But you trust a psychopath like Bill Gates or whoever's impersonating him. I don't even know if that's Bill Gates anymore. And don't even get me started on Fauci. All right. You look at his history, oh my God, that man's got more criminality behind him starting all the way back to the AIDS joke. And what's really hilarious, acquired immune deficiency syndrome, is what they're telling you that this crap does. I mean, when Marty and I were around back in the 80s, oh, AIDS was the big boogeyman that was out there. And everybody was going to die of AIDS if homosexuals and all this rampant sexuality and everything else went along with it. Fear-mongering. It's interesting how they come up with a new thing to promote fear every few years. Uh-huh. Trauma-based mind control, folks. Divide and conquer. It works every single time. People, you do have choices. But anyway, so what happened after people started saying, you know what, I'm not so sure I want to get this now. You know, people are actually dying after they get it, and there's all these people getting badly injured by it. Maybe I really don't want it. So what are they doing now? Raffle tickets with millions? Hey, get your injection here. Get your injection here. We'll let you have a raffle ticket. It may be worth millions. In West Virginia, they're giving away pickup trucks and guns. One of my Facebook friends made a little comment there a few days ago talking about how they convinced one boy to take it. They gave the boy $60. $60 got him poisoned and injected. Mm-hmm. And all you slaves out there collecting your quote-unquote stimulus money, little joke, while they're bailing out the bankers in the amount of trillions, And again, we point to the fact that in 2019, 
2019, in January, they put in the bill that gave you the stimulus check in 2020 at the end of the year. How did they know this little thing called COVID was going to show up in early March 2020? Huh? A full year and a couple months earlier. You think that it's a coincidence somebody was psychic? Huh? Hell no. Anthony Fauci says, during the Trump administration, there's going to be a magical breakout. He told you. Remember, he's a Jesuit son of a bitch. All those lead to Rome. Mm-hmm. So from that point, you know what's coming next. I don't know how many people in total have gotten it. I know the percentage of my friends is fairly high that are local to me. But other parts of you know, my family, none of us have gotten it. None of us will. But I'm here to tell you, we told you what's going to happen next. Divide and conquer, ladies and gentlemen. And all of a sudden, it's going to be all of our fault that all these people that have been injected start killing over dead. But it's all our fault because we haven't taken the injection. Forced injections, folks. And let me remind you what happened after World War II in Germany and a certain trial that took place in a place called Nuremberg. Uh Uh-huh. Don't think for a minute that these people won't do all kinds of science experiments without your consent. Now, I didn't get to finish my little commentary about my little escapade. The thing that I refused to do, I wouldn't let them inject me. I wouldn't let them test me. Okay? Okay. And believe you me, they ask me every single day, you want us to test you? You want us to inject you? Compelled performance people under threat and duress. Let me say that again to be crystal clear. Compelled performance under threat and duress. I stayed inside for three friggin' weeks because of this hoax. Mm-hmm. You think I appreciated being tortured for two days? No. Left in solitude for three weeks? No. But again, my mind's strong. But I'm the exception. I'm not the rule. I met other people the last day I was there when they were escorting us back and forth to the kangaroo court. And by the way, folks, just for clarification purposes, I refuse to register my truck. Regis, King, Tar, Black, Oily, Substance, and Binds. That's transferring ownership to the corporation, and I refuse to do it, which is what kept me in jail for three weeks. Again, victimless crime, but, you know, all you slaves, I'm sure, couldn't care less. Some of us are still fighting for your freedom, whether you recognize it or not. 
But anyway, one young man there took the first injection and was looking forward to his second. And just like all these other people that I know, didn't want to hear about it. All I can say is this, folks. We can't save them all. And I don't even want to think about the repercussions of all of us that haven't taken it from all these people that have been poisoned. And this spike protein that they seem to be putting off. We may need to start social distancing that six foot now. Didn't need to initially. Now I think you better start when you're starting to deal with people that have had the injection and you haven't. And here's the kicker, folks. Going back to a point I was about to make a while ago. The birth rates have been falling through the floor lately. Sperm counts are way down. Birth rates, people don't want the aggravation of having young people. It's party all the time now. Nobody wants to get together for long-term things. Oh, I'm tired of this one, or this one pissed me off over some little bull. So it's time to go find my replacement. Mm-hmm. They targeted the families first. And more importantly, who did they target before they targeted the families? They targeted the alpha males. The men, not the little soy boys, the men. Who dies in wars? Soy boys? No, men. Those who have gumption, inner strength to face death, protecting or fighting for something that they believe in. Look around you. How many men do you know that truly meet that criteria now? I don't know too many. I really don't. And it's even scarier as you look at the younger generation. I look at my young people, my daughters, my sons. And they're all strong. But they're the exception. They are not the rule. And what made them strong? They had a strong family structure with strong parents, with especially a strong male figure in the house. What do we see now? We're up to the third generation of men being raised by women. And we wonder why everybody has a proverbial trophy handed to them for participation. Back in the day, you were number one or you weren't. And it's okay to be a loser because guess what? If you lose, maybe you'll try a little harder the next time. Hmm? Or find something that you're better at where you can come out on top. But no. We want our government to take care of us. And government, again, ladies and gentlemen, that's just Latin for mind control. That's all the word government means. Mind control. And believe you me, the people's minds have been well controlled. Make no mistake, they have had centuries to control people 
and to learn psychology. And for sure, they've been doing in-depth research for the last 200 years, especially the last 200. And look at how powerful they've become. You want to change the results? Tweak the search engines. Want to change people's opinion? Tweak the search engines. Propagandize them with television programming. You folks do realize that the waves on your television set put you into a natural sleep state, right? You've been walking around as drones. You don't even know where you begin, much less where you end. You are their creation. They built you from the ground up from the earliest of ages. Do you even know who you are and what you truly believe? I suspect you don't. Because honestly, if I sat here and I started giving you some different uh, television commercials, you'd be able to finish my starting of the sentence. Milk. Does the body good? Okay? Propaganda. And they got to be masters at it. They discovered by making war patriotic and for God, country, and apple pie, people will kill each other over it. Little general over there in France, mm-hmm, got his ass handed to him in a little place. Yeah. You know what he discovered? Hand somebody a little piece of stamped metal. They'll do pretty much anything. Get a Supermax here in America. Yeah, you'll do things. Combat infantryman's badge. uh, All these different awards that they give you. Just little medal. Purple heart for getting wounded. Yeah, you can have pride in those things. But what did you give up for that little piece of metal that means absolutely nothing? Hmm? And here's the kicker for all of you who've never been in a war and you do not comprehend the nature of war. Guess what? When guys are busy fighting with each other, next to each other, they're not doing it for God, country, apple pie, and mom. They're doing it for each other. And anybody trying to kill them is the enemy and will be dealt with accordingly. But who are the real terrorists? Who are the real terrorists? They're not over here killing us. We're over there killing them, enslaving them, stealing their resources, poisoning them. Nuclear warfare has been a no-no since World War II. But we've been putting depleted uranium all over the Middle East. It's in every friggin' cannon shell. We use it for tank destroyers. Guess what? That radiation doesn't go away in a year or two years or six years. It's going to be there for hundreds, if not thousands. And how is it affecting the Iraqi people and other people? 
Well, young people that are being born now, there's an awful lot of defects that weren't there prior to the wars. Gee, I wonder what might have caused that. Hmm? And you think it's only affecting the Iraqis or all these other people overseas? Oh, come on now. The quote-unquote desert storm syndrome that all my buddies got? Guess what that is? The exact same thing as depleted uranium poisoning. Shocking, huh? Do you think your government loves you and cares about you, gives a rat's ass about you? And you are hopelessly naive, and you're already dead. Do you want to survive the next few years? You better wake up because you do not have the luxury of staying stupid anymore. You don't have that luxury. Your family doesn't have that luxury. And dads and moms, it's your job to protect those young people. And don't even get me started about mom and dad that say, Oh, goody, now they got kids shot, so let me get one for junior. Uh Uh-huh. So now you're making medical decisions for your young people. How are you going to feel when you bury that young individual? I know what it's like to bury a son. I wouldn't wish that curse on anybody. It's only just started, people. It's only just started. I've been trying to prevent a war for years. People are all about divide and conquer. And if you can't see that writing on the wall, you really are not paying attention. I have never seen this country more divided than it is right now. I have never been in greater fear for my friends, family, my neighbors, my country, my state. Never than I am right now. Because I've followed this conspiracy for 45 plus years. And this is everything, the whole package that I was in fear of. That I knew that they had, I saw, I read their playbooks. They have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, they did. Absolutely nothing that is going on now didn't come out in the news 10 and 20 years ago. And we've already talked about that tonight. Global Economic Reset out of The Economist magazine 33 years ago. 10 years ago, 11 years ago, 2009, poisoning, injecting, murdering, the great culling, they call it. Oh, you haven't seen the great culling yet, ladies and gentlemen, but I can assure you, based on the amount of people that have already been injected with this crap, you will. You will. And how is it going to affect the rest of us? I don't even want to think about it right now. But I can tell you this much. If you have some kind of quote-unquote God that you pray to, you better be doing it. And you better be at the top of your game because I'm telling you right now, if you are not smarter than these people, it is over for you. The war is real. The bodies are real. The sacrifices and the death are real. And it is time to wake up to that fact. Back to you, Marty.
The whole thing is, John, they, like I say, people are desperate to believe all of this crap. They are just desperate. And they will believe any crap that is shoveled at them to explain why this vaccine didn't work, which they're not going to sell it as it didn't work. It's going to be, well, these other people weren't vaccinated. And, you know, we, we tried to get something. You can hear it all now. Um, but that that's the whole thing. Uh they're, they're going to use the rest of us who had enough sense not to do this as scapegoats uh, to explain their own failures. And But, you know, the thing is, I've lived through all these years of, you know, they fought against birth control and all of this. You know, all of the things that they are claiming are wrong now, too many children, too many this, too many that. And yet, prior to this, you, you fought against you know, any kind of a birth control plan. And most of that was through the Catholic Church. Uh, you know, no birth control, no birth control. And, you know, I just, like I say, this desperation of people to believe this. And, you know, I have a saying that used to be up on my side, ignorance in the age of information is a choice. There is so much information out there there is so much documentation to support everything that's been said here tonight. And one of the things that just irks me, and people say, and don't tell me to Google it. Why can't you do your own research? Even no matter what I provide to you, you're going to swear it's it's fake. It's fake news. It's fake. It's conspiracy theory. So do your own research, but they don't want to. One of the things I found out in writing all of these years is that when you make a claim about something the government has done, some law they've passed, it's going to affect you negatively. And I always document the docu- the source that it came from, paragraph line. And people I have found get angrier about that than they do anything. It's one thing to scream conspiracy theorists, oh, it's fake news, oh, you're a tinfoil hat where but when you put the evidence, here it is right here. This is where you go. This is the paragraph. This is the line where it says exactly that. They become angry because once you know something and you see it in black and white, you are obligated to do something about it. And they don't want to be obligated. They would rather pretend that what you said isn't true or your conspiracy theorist, and that relieves them of any responsibility, any accountability at all in what the outcome is. But this whole thing, the idea that we're killing people, we've got two states that I know of, um, Wyoming and I believe it's Connecticut, might be Maryland, that have um, okayed through law the starving to death of people with dementia or mental illness. It's okay to starve them to death, get rid of them. We, like I say, we've got states now that 21 of them that are liquefying human remains and using it as fertilizer. I I don't know how how absolutely perverted and twisted this has to become before people realize that in the eyes of the government or whomever, they have no value. And the only time they might have any value at all is if they can be bought, sold, or traded or forced to do business with them. And this is a, you know, John, they're talking to like Medicare for all. 
the medical industry bilks Medicare alone, just Medicare, out of 30 to 60 billion, that's with a B, every year, every year. And yet nothing is done about that. You go to Medicare for all that could easily hit 150, 200 billion a year in bogus charges, false charges, padded billing, upcoding, the whole nine yards. And we'd all be paying the bill on it. And this isn't about people are under operate under the misconception that the state or federal government would be administering this, and that isn't the way it works. In January, they put out calls for bids, and then these insurance company bids on who's going to get that contract. You're going to be dealing with an insurance company. Um, the Fed or state, the government isn't going to deal with this. You're going to be dealing with one of these insurance companies and forced to pay premiums to a company you most likely don't want to do business with. This is all a scam. This None of this is for you. None of this is to benefit you. It's how to suck more money out of the population, more goods, more services. Anything you have, any tangible that might have value to it. You know, John, I always, I, I can't help but thinking, if they put as much effort into doing the right thing as they do into doing the worst thing, imagine what this world would be like. But for some reason, there are people where nothing has value unless it can be taken by force, unless taking it causes somebody else harm or misery, it has no value to them. And there again, I get back to this, you know, two, possibly three different species. I've had people say to me, oh, that's not even possible. Sure it is. You have several different species of just, for instance, let's say dog. And um, they're not all the same, but they're all dogs. And why would you think human beings would be any different? But one group of us, like I say, lacks any human emotion, any empathy, sympathy. They don't feel love. They don't even actually feel hate. They don't feel anything. They are absent in every bit of that. Everything that makes you human, that makes you, you know, uh, worth a worthwhile being, they don't have it. And so you see nurses in hospice who go to work every day and kill people. They euthanize them, go home. To their families, like nothing happened, to go back the next day and do it again. And then make jokes about it. About, oh, you, you're going to act up, you want to ride on the van, at a van, which is a deadly, deadly drug for seniors. And, but to go in and lie to the families takes a special kind of psychopath to do that. Oh, they've forgotten how to swallow. They didn't forget how to swallow. You drugged them up so bad they can't. They're suffering because they'll start, even in this comatose state that they eventually end up in, people will start groaning and moaning. They're in pain. Their organs are shutting down for the lack of hydration. And they'll come in and, oh, we're going to give them another shot. Why? Well, they're suffering. You don't want them to suffer, do you? Do you? I've got to tell you what, give them a drink of water and see if that doesn't ease up. Um Last thing is they come in and roll them up on their left side to speed things along, compromises the heart and the lungs, and give them a big dose of what they call a ham sandwich, held all, Ativan and morphine, 
and within 15 minutes to a half hour, they're gone. They do it right in front of them. There seems to be a particular pleasure in doing this in front of the family. We've heard this story too many times for this to be incidental. There is a particular pleasure that is gotten from doing this in front of the, from murdering people right in front of their family. And once you're in hospice, there is no getting out, just like guardianship. There's no getting out. And, um, you know, you can go in, at, like, for temporary care, and as long as nobody comes down on you, if you don't have any assets, more than likely not. But um, if you're put in there for long-term care, you're not going home. Believe me, you're never going to see home again. But uh, to look at the state of affairs, not just here in the States, but globally, as one of the my friends I work with in Australia said, they're hunting us. And that just gave me chills when she said it. She said, Marty, they are hunting us. She said, we are being beset by predators. She said, with weapons. And she said, that weapon may be these bogus tribunals. It may be any number of things. Just because somebody didn't pull a gun and shoot you doesn't mean they don't want you dead. And I, that kind of rocked me. But, um, you know, and, that, and John, I, don't, I want to hear your views on this. I have considered this to be World War III. And it's it basically, in, in essence, a bloodless war because the only shots fired are coming out of a syringe. And um, But I think this is World War III, but I think instead of it, country against country, it's governments against the population. What do you think about that? Remember, folks, it's continuity of government, and yes, that's exactly what it is, Marty. And I'd like to also remind everybody a couple other things. They had an incentive in the beginning of all this crap to mark all those dead bodies as being a death by COVID. Okay? And it wasn't a small financial incentive. It was like 15, 20 grand per. And if they stuck a tube down your throat, it was in the 30s. And they knew that that tube was killing people, and they did it anyway. Highly profitable murder. You see, normally what happens when we have psychopaths and murderers, we prosecute them, throw them in jail, and if they're especially egregious, we execute them. Now we give them bonuses because they're doing what the government tells them is the right thing to do. Never forget, folks, there are always people willing to do the quote-unquote dirty deeds usually fairly cheaply. You look at the world that you're living in, and it is full of order followers and full of self-righteous fools. And we got to a point in our society where people lack a conscience. And this isn't new, Marty. There was the experiment back in the 60s. All these people that were chosen... They looked at them, they were, you know, mentally stable, generally good people. And they, what they did is they told them that they were running a test and they would ask the party that they never saw that was on the other side of the wall a question. If the party gave them the correct answer, well, nothing happened. But if the party didn't give the correct answer, the people were supposed to shock them 
Now the other party in the other side of the wall wasn't actually being shocked, but they sounded like they were being. And every time they got the wrong answer, they took up a notch of the uh, shock effect. And what they found was that even as the numbers went up and, the, you know, they were told, well, it sounds like I'm actually starting to hurt this guy. Oh, it'll be okay. Just go ahead and keep on doing the experiment. Well, isn't this kind of dangerous to him? Because at one point the uh, machine that was talking to him uh, basically says, uh, my heart, my heart, or something like that. Covered that as long as somebody was in the background cheerleading them, they would do just about anything to include, quote-unquote, killing the other party. And what they found was an awful lot of them wouldn't quit until there was absolute silence on the other side. And again, the other party wasn't harmed in any way, shape, or form, but they didn't know that. They didn't realize they were part of the experiment themselves. We have forgotten how to have a conscience, Hardy. And I saw it down there downtown because every time one of those guards passed the front of my thing and I'm in there, my teeth chattering, my uh, whole body shaking, shuddering, I am really cold and I am really miserable. And I yelled, you know, clothes, blanket, nope. They enjoyed telling me no. And the psychopath that put me in that situation, he very much enjoyed looking me in the eye and telling me that this was retaliation. He enjoyed telling me it was retaliation, Marty. Make no mistake, folks. The psychopathy is real. The criminality is rampant. And we have forgotten how to love as a society. We exchange what should be a natural love for one another. Now it's all just about sex and self-satisfaction. We couldn't care less about other people. Give me mine. I don't give a rat's ass about anybody else. God forbid that you actually sacrifice for somebody else. What a concept. Loving your fellow man the way that you're supposed to. You wonder why the world is what it is, folks? Because they built you that way. You want to get this world back the way it should have been? Start reminding yourself that you need to love everybody, even when you don't agree with them. As long as they're not harming anybody, it's fine. But I'm here to tell you, I'm not confident that we're ever going to get to that point. And it's like I said earlier in the show, I'm trying to prevent the Civil War, but I don't see it happening. There are too many fools chomping at the bit to kill one another, and they have no comprehension of what they're wanting to do. They have no comprehension what war entails. Dead bodies are just a small part of it. Hunger, starvation, disease, destruction. The laundry list is great. And we won't even talk about this trauma-based mind control and the post-traumatic stress disorder that will come from anybody who's been through a real war, watched it in their front yard. Been there, done that, folks. 
And I don't want to see that in my country or in anybody else's for that matter, especially for Vatican banking profits and the military industrial complex profits. I want peace. I want justice. I want love to be this normal state of affairs. But ladies and gentlemen, you're living in an episode of the Twilight Zone that makes even the most outrageous of that series look passive by comparison. Back to you, Monty. The thing is, like I say, it's that desperation to believe. Why you can't believe in yourself with as much desperation, I don't know. But you you mentioned earlier how many people have taken the shot. So far, they claim a hundred million. I don't think it's anywhere near that. They started here two weeks ago, almost three weeks ago, shutting down these vaccine hotspots where you go just walk in and get the vaccine. Nobody was coming in. They claimed at the time half of Americans had gotten it. <laughs> then they said a hundred million. Well, there's three hundred and thirty-five million of us. So half is, no, uh, maybe a third. This bribery I see going on like up in Minnesota where they're offering beer and wine for adults if you get the shot or ice cream for the kids if they get the shot. I'm sorry, no, no. And when people get a clue, when they're offering you lottery tickets and things to take this shot, the shot isn't worth the shit, not anyway that you think it's going to be. It's going to do something but nothing you want. They're that desperate to get you to take it. Oh, Lord. Um, I got a few announcements here before we close down for tonight. Uh, I will be away next week. So um, I will be kind of off air there for a bit till I get back. And then the whistleblowers conference the summit will be at the end of july it'll be on zoom and i don't know how that's going to work out but it's got to be better than last year all of this over this ridiculous scamdemic and um uh so keep all of that in mind oh lord there's there's so much going on i don't know what to tell people um shop with cash Whenever possible, I use cash all the time um, and absolutely do not go to self-checkout. That's somebody that lost a job, not to mention the fact that thing is recording everything about you, including the color of your underwear, and reporting it. And um, the way I see it is this. If I was good enough to come in and shop your store, the least you can do is wait on me leaving and say thank you. But that's just me. Anyway. Uh, we'll be back. John and I have a lot more to talk about. Um, I, as most of you know, I got hacked on Facebook. I'm trying to get a page back up. I've got it so far successful. I opened three others, and they got hacked too. So maybe this one will do the trick. But um, they defaced my website. They tried to take down my radio show. Uh, they did all kinds of things to me, but I'm still here, and I'll keep coming back. I got all day. So shoot your best shot, and I'll just deal with it. Anyway, we will be back a week from tonight, or two weeks from tonight, actually. And in the meantime, please, please, please pay attention to what's going on around you. Don't take anybody's word for anything, and especially if it comes out of government. And uh, with that, John, thank you for being my co-host tonight. It was nice to be back on air with you. 
And we will be back again, like I say, in a couple of weeks. And everybody have a good evening and good night. Good night, Rob.